following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021, Season 16, Episode number 99. Welcome to the latest edition of the break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And we are presented by Geico. And uh, for second week in a row, we got our whole crew here. So uh, getting used to this. Hopefully, it, uh, it, the show this week is as good as it was last week because it was a really, really good show. It's good to have everybody in studio. Today, we're going to continue our defensive review. We talked about the defensive line last week. And this week, we're going to dive into probably the most interesting position on the Cowboys right now with the linebackers. And we got a lot of questions we got to talk about, a lot of things we got to try to fix for this team. Um, Hopefully this is a show where Jerry and Steven and Will are listening in because my expectation is that you guys are going to give them lots of great advice on how they need to handle this position. And it will Hopefully not because I don't have – much good to say about it. Oh, that's it. why they need to be That's listening. why they need to be <laughs> We want them to hear what you guys have to say about this linebacker crew, right? I'm just laughing thinking about my relationship with Will McClay and how heavily he probably weighs my opinion. <laughs> I, actually lo- I actually love the relationship you and Will have. It, it's yeah. kind of a – it's like if you don't know the two of you guys, you would think Will hates you. But I know because of Will and how he is, like I'm like Will likes you. Like he wouldn't take time to rib you the way he does if he didn't like you. I tell myself that to make myself feel better, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's dive right in. We're going to talk about the linebacker position later in the show. We are going to take some questions. So if you have questions, you can hit us up. Just tag uh, at Cowboys Break. On Twitter, Amber can get those, but I think Amber has some questions Couldn't already. Couldn't we start getting calls now that we're back in studio? Oh, yeah, we absolutely can. Uh, you know what? Let's talk to the producer in the break, Chris Beam, in and the see. Break. Yeah. What do you, why are you saying <laughs> that? That was just funny. That's like next week or whatever. Like, no, in the, oh, break. in the break. Let's see if we can actually get phone calls. And if we can, we will literally take a phone call here in the final segment of the show today. That's like saying, like, at the pit stop, let's see if we can fix this, this, and this. So, yeah. No. Right. We got a break. In our break, it's three minutes. We can figure it out. All right. um, Let's talk about the linebacker position. I want to start with a big question about this position. And I think, honestly, it is the big question of the Cowboys from a standpoint of of the linebacker position. What is the bigger problem at the linebacker position for the Cowboys? Is it Jalen's play or is it Layton's inability to play or be available to play? Let's start with you, Nick. Well, they're both the same. They're both. I mean, they both have the same problem, or they both have the same result. It's not the same problem, the same result, and that they're unreliable. So, I mean, it's all the. It still sounds the same to me because I mean, Layton. Yeah, he's 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 a good player when he's healthy, but he's not always healthy. It's the same as Sean Lee, really, and and. You know, you just don't know what you're going to get with with Jalen Smith. I mean, he's not he's not playing at the level and that that of the price tag that they put on him. So um, I'll I'll say it's the the same because I think they're both kind of unreliable. But I'm I I have more confidence that Layton can can stay healthy. Which I think that's really what I'm that's trying what to get asking. at is, is yeah. like 
which one is a like which one is a bigger problem because you can't fix it is essentially where I'm going with that. I don't I don't know. That's a tough one. I, I'll say Leighton. All right, Amber. Um, oh, I, I get I get Nick Nick's logic there, but to me, I think it would be Jalen yeah. because. I've been more excited about Leighton at times. You know, he's shown, especially in his rookie year, and it's unfortunate that he's been dealing with these uh, injuries. And every year, well, at least last year, he came back talking as if he that wasn't going to be a problem again. And it wasn't necessarily the neck itself, but it's still an injury in itself. Um, but at the end of the day, how do you fix someone that isn't just – performing well at all without an injury on the field. So that's my issue with Jalen. And it, it wasn't something that it was just last year. To me, I wasn't a fan of what he was doing prior to that year. And I was very surprised at the contract that they gave him. So it, I just I feel that you're not really going to get much more out of him. You know, it's just hard to envision him becoming any better. And I know with Dan Quinn, there's a lot of hope and and talks about him having the ability to develop guys and all that. But I, I I've just I don't I don't I don't see it happening. I, I I'm not a huge fan of what I've seen of Jalen Smith, and I'm trying to not be to not talk so bad or anything. Just just be very political. And all that, but uh, that it's, you, it's just you say, well, it's not since when? Dave, take it over, take it over. I mean, it's it's Jalen Smith. I think we all know that. Maybe it's an uncomfortable thing to admit because he's. Uh, you know, uh, the one of one of the few faces of this defense. The team identified him as a cornerstone piece. They paid him like it. I mean, you know, it's a it was a discount compared to the top of the market, but he's still a seventy million dollar player, and he he did not play like it. And honestly. It's way more concerning because I was trying to pull up the snap count. I don't have it in front of me, but I know Jalen Smith played a ton of snaps. Like he yeah. wasn't hurt. He didn't miss any games. He wasn't limited. He was out there all the time. And we got to see the good and mostly the bad of that. And, um, yeah, you know, you can bring up Dan Quinn. You know, they're going back to a scheme that they've played before, but Jalen played in that scheme in 2019 and he didn't look awesome either. Uh, and that's, you know, I have concerns that. You know, I'm not a doctor, but he doesn't he doesn't look as explosive or as fast to me as he used to. Like he he did not make plays in 2020 that he could have made in 2018. Like we've brought up the Deshaun Watson play a million times. It's a it's just a it's a very perfect example of the type of play he was capable of making at one time that we didn't see him make last year at all, or at least not often enough. Um it seems like he doesn't change direction very well. It seems like teams know that they can exploit that. And that's a problem if you're the centerpiece of a linebacker core. Yeah. And so, and and it's you know it's also alarming because what are you gonna do? I mean, you, you probably can't trade him because you know, at you know Jalen said turn on the tape, and other teams can do that too. And that's probably not gonna go great for you. And if you cut him, you're gonna incur a, a cost. Like it's gonna hurt your bottom line to get rid of him. And yeah. I mean, there's ways you can you can always get rid of somebody if you absolutely want to do it. But it's as we've seen in the league this year. Oh, this yeah, and oh, yeah. I think it's just getting started. To be yeah. honest with you, because yeah. the salary cap is a problem for people. Um, so you can always do it, but you gotta pay your quarterback. You gotta make all this stuff work. You gotta come in under the cap, and you need to add players to a bad team, not get rid of them. And so. It, that's a that's a puzzle that they've got to figure out, and I don't think there's a great answer to it because 
I don't have a lot of confidence that Jalen's going to get better. And, of course, we can always be wrong, but that's just my opinion. I have I don't have a lot of confidence that he's going to get better, and I don't know how they get out from under his contract. I think they can do it. They can do it pretty easily next year, but you got to carry him for another year before you can do that. Yep. I think that, you know, there's talk of this new – I mean, it's not a new defense. It's the same scheme, but he might have a new position. But what that's going to do is that, that that will just devalue – um, what he is. I mean, if they move him to the strong side that's been talked about, he'll play 30% of the snaps, maybe some on nickel. That's not going to justify his contract. You know, and that's only going to make it worse when you're looking at how much you're paying a guy. And, and how, you know, and so there's, like Dave said, there's just not a, a great answer. You can try to protect him and try to protect yourself, but that doesn't help you unless he's willing to take a pay cut and I have this feeling he's not. Well, you know, the, the, the one thing that, that does interest me a little bit here is in 2018, which I think we all agree was the best that of what we've seen from Jalen, he still had those same issues of change of direction. Like, the things that you talk about about him now, those things were present in 2018. Mm-hmm. The difference was, for whatever reason, they didn't show up as much because there were plays he made. Yeah. Maybe it was because of the role that they asked him to play. He was able to maybe hide some of those deficiencies and do things he was better at doing, which is straight line running, get him to the ball and make a play. So it makes me wonder, if if you take it from that standpoint, and Nick, you'll remember this back when Parcells came in at the time, everybody, everybody was saying Flozo Adam needs to go. Like mm-hmm. he needs to go. Parcells, first thing he said when he got here is you gotta resign Flozo. You gotta re- you gotta sign Flozo Adams. Everybody was like, and what? and to <laughs> and, and right and and what we found out was after they signed him, he became a really, really Five-time and by the way, he was probably a good tackle before that. But I do believe that some coaches just have a way with certain players of being able to bring the best out of them. And so the the one thing that I'll go back to is, again, if we talk about 2018 and we all agree that was his best year and we all agree that some of the deficiencies we've seen over the last two years were still there back in 2018, but he was playing at a different level, it does make me wonder, can a guy like Dan Quinn come in here and say, you know, I have a vision for this player that will take into account all the things he doesn't do well Take into account the things he does do well and put him in those positions more frequently. And if they can get that kind of value out of Jalen Smith, that's his way to be valuable to this team. And that that's, I think, the hope. Obviously, we don't know if that's what's going to happen. But to me, that is the hope of what you can expect from Jalen Smith. Translation from the people on Twitter, Derek compares Dan Quinn to Bart. <laughs> no, stop <laughs> it. Stop it. No, I, I hear what you're saying. Stop it. Well, hope, hopefully, hopefully that is, and it's not just the, the coach. It's the scheme. It's the scheme. Right. The, that fits. We'll I, see. I mean, I I agree with what you're saying, and that is, I mean, that that has to be the hope. Uh, Jalen's salary becomes guaranteed on the fifth day of the league year, so I mean, if they're gonna do something with him, it would have to be really soon. And I don't, yeah. I don't really expect that to happen. And I think, you know, I don't, I think the Cowboys, you know, Jerry and Stephen Jones love Jalen Smith. I don't, I don't think they want him to go anywhere, and I think they'd rather try to fix him. And that's what we'll see. I would guess. Um, you know, I am curious, you know, people talk a lot. I brought this up when Dan Quinn got hired. You know, he's famous for this Leo Leo thing, which is just a weak side pass rusher. It's like it's the most overblown. It's a it's not special. It's just, you're just a designated pass rushing linebacker on the weak side. Basically, Bruce Irvin did it for him in Seattle. Uh, Vic Beasley's done it before. So and I'm you know Jalen's got straight line speed he can do stuff like that maybe you use him more in that role try to add him you know get some pass rush out of him mm-hmm. don't ask too much of him in coverage I don't know though and 
I I hope Dan Quinn can help reclaim him a little bit. I just if he's going to play off-ball linebacker, some of the things you see on tape just make you dubious that it's ever going to be amazing. Yeah. But the other thing too is Dan Quinn's been here since January 10th or 12th and I I haven't talked to him, have y'all? I don't know anything about what he wants to do with this defense. So no. that's a little bit annoying, but not much we can do about it right Hopefully now. Hopefully that changes here in the next couple months. Yeah, no, it would be cool. Yes. It would be cool to know like what the defensive coordinator wants from his defense and like who he might want to try to draft, all that type of stuff. Hold yeah. up, hold up. He also works for McCarthy, so even if he was talking to us oh, once I, a day, of course he's not going to. It doesn't mean he's going <laughs> to say anything. Good but, point. Or what he says actually is true. Like, hey, we've but seen yeah, that too. no, that's. I mean, you can read between the lines. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. even if even if they try to coach speak you, you can always parse something out of it. Yeah, yeah, it's better but, than nothing at all. Um, going back to Jalen Smith, here's how I see it as you were, guys were talking about it and me remembering what it was like a couple of years ago and how I saw him as a player, which was he had the talent, he had the explosiveness in him, but my problem with him back then was that his moves were always too jerky. Like, he was indecisive, and that led me to think, well, he just needs to work on his instinct, and that's only going to come with time and experience on the field. So there was still hope there, and you saw the speed. But now it's to the point where you're a couple of years in, and you don't see the speed anymore. He's slowed down. Like, his movements and, and the way he, he reacts, sometimes there's confusion. He's like, Ugh, where should I go? And it's like, he, to me, and I don't want to cri- criticize him too much because I'm not in his brain or his head to really know. Too late. But, <laughs> but the way I see it is, like, he lacks uh, focus. You know, like, and I'm not trying to compare him to Sean Lee, but you look at Sean Lee, a player like him. He's a freaking focused guy. He's in the game. He's going to know. He knows as soon as the play starts, he basically knows where the play is going to go. Jalen, not so much. He's always, if you look at all his plays, especially from last year, there's always a lack of hesitation and confusion that slows him down a few seconds so that makes him behind on the play and it just like those few seconds are super important in a game where the speed is so necessary and, and it just goes by so fast so to me I don't know how as a coach you you really teach that the, the speed and the and the la- and the concentration and and knowing okay where is this play going to go and and learning that you know i, I don't yeah. know how coachable that really is honestly I, I don't know that i would call it focus and concentration as much as i would call it preparedness because i look at a guy like Sean Lee and the reason why i think Sean Lee is Sean Lee the Sean Lee that we know is because the amount of time or at least what we're always told about Sean Lee is the amount of time he spends really preparing for a game. I'm talking sitting and watching and watching and watching and watching film of his opponent to be able to diagnose things that he sees on film once he's in the game and quickly be able to react to them. If you're not seeing that from Jalen, my question would be, and I don't know this because I'm not with Jalen, but is he preparing in the same way that a Sean Lee prepares? Is that the issue more than focus and concentration, is it an issue of him just not maybe preparing as much? And I don't know the answer to that question. Hard to. Yeah. The other thing, too, and I agree with you, and it just, it just seems like he guesses a lot, and, may, like, that could be preparedness. I also wonder if it's compensation for, like, okay, 
if I wait to react, I'm going to be late. So I just got to go and hopefully I'm right. And mm-hmm. you're not going to be right all the time. Because he's a smart guy. We know this. Yeah. The, the oh. guy went to Notre Dame. Yeah. Like you don't get into Notre Dame. Even if you're playing football, you don't get into Notre Dame if you're dumb. The guy's smart. Yeah. So it's not a comprehension issue in my opinion. No. Um, it, which, again, leads me back to at least questioning if it's a preparedness problem. You know? All right. So here's the, the next question I have for you guys. Do you think the Cowboys should be looking at Leighton Vander Ash as a situation where they think they can expect different, better results than what they've gotten so far from the standpoint of his health? Or do they need to, and maybe not, maybe abandon is a strong word, but do they need to start looking in another direction for a more reliable linebacker? Let's start first with you, Dave. This is, I've written about this, and it's really tough. Um, I think have I have I done the Schrodinger's cat analogy on here before? I love that you bring that up because that's one of my favorite books in the world. But go so, ahead. I, I mean, I I'm not smart enough to get into that. But Schrodinger's cat is basically an experiment where, you know, you release a vial of poison into a box with a cat, and you don't know whether or not it happened until you open it. So the cat is simultaneously alive and dead, mm-hmm. right? I know. Just, it's like different planes. Just it's bear, like different. Just bear worlds. with me here. Yeah. Go ahead. The Cowboys simultaneously have two good starting linebackers and nothing at all. Like right now, they do. <laughs> it's a great analogy. They have. They're like, well, we got Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith, or like, holy crap, we, we need a, we need <laughs> we, we got need Jalen Smith and, and yeah. Leighton Vander. Yeah, uh, and you know, the, there's a subplot here. There's a subplot <laughs> here too. I'm just gonna keep going. It's I, can it's, add a third. Oh, Sean. Well, I mean, same thing. It's true, but it, I just and I love Sean Lee. Uh, he great guy, but I just I don't view him on the same level. Just because at this point in his career, you know, you're probably you're not asking for a thousand snaps from yeah. him. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I mean, you're right. Like as of right now, Sean, you're like, oh, we got Sean Lee back for one more year, or oh, Sean Lee is going to retire and probably be our linebackers coach in two years. Cool. <laughs> Either way, um, and and there's a subplot here where. You know, you got to decide on Leighton's fifth-year option in May. That's probably something like $10 million to a guy that's missed almost a full season over the last two years. I mean, that's that's a dicey proposition. So, And if you don't do that, he's a free agent this time next year. And we just outlined everything that's wrong with Jalen. So what do you do? I, and I don't necessarily know that there's a great answer. I think... I would probably pick up Leighton's contract and hope that going back to a scheme that he has excelled in, having a you know an experienced defensive coordinator and the injuries last year they don't they don't freak me out too much. I mean, broken collarbone that's not a you know that's a freak injury. That's a freak yeah. injury. Everybody rolls their ankle from time to time. Like Leighton would have played in the playoffs had they made it. So it's not like this debilitating thing. Um. So that's not the same to me as the neck injury. So I, I'd probably pick up his option and not feel great about it. But I feel a lot better than being like, well, I'm a year away from having no linebackers. Yeah. And um, and I'd probably – I would try to draft one somewhat highly. Doesn't mm-hmm. have to be pick 10, but one of the first – of those four picks, you know, two third-rounders, first and second, I I would try to spend one of them on a linebacker for sure. Is the um, – there's only one option to pick at 10, right? Um, maybe two, but real. I mean, Micah, Micah Parsons, and, and it sounds like from what I've heard, like none of you guys love the idea of Parsons at ten. Well, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. This is somebody yeah. that doesn't study it like them. Yeah, I'm just studying it off YouTube, like everyone else. Yeah. It doesn't show his bad plays, right? 
You're I mean, in? Yes. It's like, I'm in. <laughs> but that's all I see. Yeah, yeah. And I don't I haven't read all the stories. I know there's been a lot of talk. He's off the field. He's been he's been he's, in lawsuits and stuff like that. He's got some maturity issues. Uh he can get after he's athletic as hell and he can get after the quarterback I mean, for sure. He, but he, if he's got maturity issues, do you think bringing him into that room is a good idea? Great question. Is Sean Lee in it or not? <laughs> let's let's assume he's not. Question. Let's assume he's not. Is that a great idea? What if he's teaching it? No, I'm kidding. Um, but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I just I took I, you off. No, that guy though. Just watching his tape, and I understand yeah. Purdue and Minnesota aren't the end all be all when it comes to blocking. I get it. He's making plays, but he makes the plays that you wish Sean, um, Jalen Smith would make. You mm. know, it's college, but I mean, it's it's just he's unblockable. Um, but. I don't know if I would do it at ten, but 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 is it, what about the class from as far as second, third round? Oh yeah, there's definitely value there. I was, I mean, I don't think they would pick him at ten, but I love another Notre Dame guy by the name of Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. Mm. He's a say that three times. No, fast. he's a jackknife. He can, I mean, he's like the he's a linebacker, safety, slot corner, a little bit of everything. Ooh. I don't think they would draft him at ten. Like that Clemson. Did you guy? say linebacker? Yes. yes. Safety, yes. slot corner. You know who that sounds like. Somebody that's sitting on Nick's wall. Oh yeah, Darren. Wilson. Like there are a lot say. of guys that fit that description: linebacker, safety, slot, corner. I am <laughs> holy crap. I'm. A, I mean, you wouldn't line him up in the slot and play him against C.D. Lamb. But, but if he has the ability, yeah, like no. that just tells you a lot about his athleticism, he's, right? He's he's impressive. I don't wow. think I, I'm. Does sad. he have a nickname? Joke. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> let's roll with that because <laughs> that's what it would be. <laughs> let's roll with that or J.O.K. Whatever. Okay. I I mean. I'm sad because. Are he's, you the only one that loves him like that, or no? Are, a lot of other guys. A lot of people him like love him. A lot of people love him, but I just I don't know that he would be a top ten pick. They're trying to Got sneak it. him at forty four. No, that no way. Is he I one mean, of those guys that if you trade down, like that's a great pick yeah. at 16, 17, Ooh, yes. 18? Yes. I'm starting to. Th- Dave and I talked about this yesterday. I'm starting to like that idea if, if it's down. there. If it's a trade down, I mean, if you can get a good price for it, there's going to be a good player there for you. You know, at 15, 16, 17, if you can add a second or third round pick, I would be. I think I would do that I'd too. Be unless, unless you're in a CD Lamb situation where somebody you thought was gone at four or five is not gone. If that mean, tackle, the Oregon guy. Yeah, if he gets to you at 10, I don't know if you pass that up because he's, he's considered to be a much better prospect than the 10th pick in the draft, right? Mm. To go back to the Parsons thing, I, th- I mean, that just goes into a debate about. You know what's the value of a linebacker? Same thing as running back, right? Mm-hmm. Is like you know if you can find these guys, and there's there's a million other guys. Uh, Jabril Cox, who is an LSU guy, but he's outstanding. I love. Of course him. he is. I know. I know. I hate to even bring it up. <laughs> sure. um, there's a bunch of other guys. Yeah. Dylan Moses out of Alabama. Like there's a bunch that you could find later on. I mean, and so that's the point. Is like really you know. If if all he does is tackle and kind of cover, are we really going to draft him in the top ten when a, a cornerback who can lock down the right side of our field mm-hmm. is there for the next? You know, we got we got the right side of our field taken care of for five years. If we draft Patrick Sertan, are we really going to draft a lot? That's the logic. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why I don't think it would happen. It's harder to find those guys for sure. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, LV and that fifth year option. We'll also get into some other conversations, go a little deeper <clears throat> into the uh, linebacker position and some of the players uh, that are going to be free agents this year. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. 
Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. To the break. <laughs> the richest weekend in Western sports returns to AT&T Stadium for its eighth year. Don't miss the finals of the American Rodeo on March 6th and 7th. Tickets are on sale now. Get yours before they sell out at SeatGeek.com. That's this weekend, March 6th and 7th. Let me read that yeah, again. Yeah. The richest weekend in Western sports returns to AT&T Stadium. Okay. It's called the American is that that's the PB uh, like that's the rodeo. like the rodeo kind of yeah yeah okay one time for the rodeo okay all right I'm ready I'm so ready for next week for March Madness this is gonna be fun this year I cannot wait for March Madness this wow. year wow let's go did not even you didn't realize we're there no it's March I y'all, gotta, y'all don't have a team oh, that's, oh, actually oh, LSU's oh. like pretty decent I mean Arkansas well, I'm saying, beat how, them bad the other day then. is someone gonna take over uh, Brian's role of printing out the brackets and Nick does that <laughs> no don't, I don't do that you don't I do haven't that? done that in a long time can actually, you not you do it this year nope oh. yeah I, I don't do that at all <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm not saying we put money on it. I'm just saying we do it no, for fun. No, just for fun. Oh. Yeah, we do it for Which fun. Which is funny because like, Brian would ask me, oh, who'd you going for, Ari G? And I'm like, um, let me see. Which name sounds better? Because, of course, I don't know any single team. When, when it comes down to, to stories, though, for Broadus, I mean, everybody's got about 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites of all time was the year we the, did the it. Dayton story. I'm not going to say it all. I'm not going to say it all. And just the fact. Well, you that, can't bring it up if you don't tell well, the whole story. I'm tell the whole story, but just it's just the simple fact of I'm not doing that stupid stuff. You guys can do that if you want. I'm not doing that. It's a tournament, Brian. He's like, nah, it's okay. He's like, 
Give, give me a sheet. Give me a sheet. Fine, I'll do it. Whatever. First game, we go eat. First game, Ohio State is playing Dayton, and he picks Dayton because you know he probably picked him in '87. And anyway, and and then they they lose to Ohio State, and I mean he he was going off you on would, them. You would have thought somebody oh, kicked his dog. That is like, so Brian. He was, yeah, he was just he wasn't. <laughs> he know. didn't care at first, but now that he's in, he's all in. Like, oh yeah, he's all in. Yeah. He was wishing bad things on him. It was <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Don't good. tell the whole story. I, I, yeah, don't it's, tell the whole story. Yeah, that's I know March, that probably madness. Really that, that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's jump back in. Let's talk some more about this defensive uh, review. We're talking about the linebacker position. Ag, I wanted to get your opinion on this fifth year option on Leighton Vanderesh. If you had to make the decision right now, do you take a fifth year option on him, or do you just accept the fact that he's going to be a free agent next year? I think I would. I would trust um, the medical staff and see what their analysis on him is and if they they feel confident that he is healthy. And the way he always speaks about it, and, and we know listening to him how committed he is and he's a hard-working guy and he's going to go back in there and grind and try to get better and all that. And his issue obviously has been the health and the injury stuff. But like Dave mentioned, any none of these injuries seem to be major and I don't believe the whole neck thing popped back up last year that we heard so at least I would expect him to be okay and I would just go for it I mean he's I just it it sucked to to waste that and kind of see him go away that soon after you drafted him in the first round and you spend that money on him or you know that pick on him and not really get that um the return that you were wanting and expecting. So I would go for it. But at the same time, I definitely think they need to add more talent there. And Dave would know, and like he talked about the draft and all that. That's not my area of expertise, but whether it's the draft or some a veteran guy that can come in, and if they take over Jalen's role, I mean, Jalen can watch from the bench. I know he's getting a lot of money, but he can watch from over there, get upset, and then maybe next time he comes in, on a rotation or something, he can I maybe want, perform better. I want AG on the coaching staff so bad. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Just the last segment, she was like, I'm going to try to be politically correct. Sorry. This segment is <laughs> like, oh, put him on the bench. He can watch from the it's, bench. It's a good view over there. The, the, the harsh truth is that, like, politics are a big part of it. Yeah, And, that, you know, this is a meritocracy. Like, you know, okay, whatever. Like, politics are a big part of it. But – Having AG on the sideline just be like, if you want to go in, make a play next time. And like, because you know, like, no, nobody on the coaching staff is saying that to these guys, and at least not on a regular basis. Yeah, that would be awesome. (laughs) Nick, would you would you take the fifth year option? Uh, No, I'm not giving him a fifth year option because I think, and if I can do this, I think I'm signing him to a long term deal. Let's try to wipe out that fifth year option. Hmm. Yeah, you going all in? Like, yeah, go ahead and give him a long term. She said, "How much you think you, you got to pay him big money right now?" Well, I don't. I don't know. That's the thing. I think you can get. I think they're at the, this crossroads where it's like, you know what? Help us, help you, Jerry Maguire. But that's that's kind of mm-hmm. what it is. I mean, it, it'll be one of those situations of let's let's don't have to worry about this. Let's don't put all this on your fourth or fifth year and, and all. We, we we know you can play. I like what she said about you know he. We know he's going to work hard. He's going to grind. He's going to do what what it takes. He's going to study. He's going to be there. And it's the same with Sean Lee. Sean Lee didn't ever want to get hurt. You know, he did everything he could not to get yeah. hurt and all that. But sometimes stuff like that just happened. He's still, I don't think you'd, you'd 
change the story at all. I mean, I think you'd keep Sean Lee. He was good for you. He wasn't as great because of injuries. I think the same for, for Leighton. I'm going to start that clock. I'm going to try to uh, get a four- or five-year deal, try to spread it out a little bit. I will say this, and I doubt the timing of this is a coincidence, but the, the option deadline is always a week or two after the draft, which I, you know, that's probably to allow teams to see mm-hmm. how they can f- improve their roster before they have to make that decision. So you could hold off, and, you know, if you come out of the draft with a badass, you know. If you use that 10th pick, then maybe you say that's definitely. Even if you get, I pulled pulled up, you know, I I was blanking on the names. Dylan Moses, Chaz Surratt out of North Carolina is a guy that I like a lot. Baron Browning out of Ohio State. My LSU guy, Cox. Um, I mean, if you get a guy with one of these big picks, you can say, all right, Leighton, you know, we'll see what happens. Not going to pick it up and. You know, maybe we'll have to eat our words if you have a great year. But and maybe they, if he does, maybe they're willing to sign him at that long term deal at that point. Although it'll be market price, you could, maybe they're willing to do you that. Could franchise tag him if you ever get something done with that. Or by the way, or by the way, at that point, as you said earlier, at that point, Jalen's deal is you can depart from that, and yep. maybe you decide we depart from the Jalen deal and we do a long term deal with with Layton. Like there, there are options that you have basically if you just punt for a year. If you get that guy in the draft or in free agency, right? Yeah, I think I think this year the best way to go would probably be third or fourth round on the linebacker. Uh, hope that you get an Anthony Hitchens. Hope you get a Damian Wilson. That Wilson didn't develop as quickly as Hitchens, mm-hmm. but somebody like that. That North Carolina guy intrigues me a little bit. I, I I get more intrigued a little bit with the players that I know don't have the badasses up front. You know, the Alabama linebackers, I mean, it's hit and miss some with them because you, you know that they're getting to play pretty clean football. But who's who's holding down the fort at North Carolina? Good you know? point. Now, LSU, LSU, what they, they've got two or three of the best linebackers in the league right now, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. But you got to be careful with that. Just like we don't say, oh, don't dismiss the Michigan defensive end because Taco didn't pan out, mm-hmm. you know, and don't yeah. compare yeah, Notre I mean, Dame linebackers. So it's it's not good I don't to think... do that either way. But I just know sometimes schemes, like this scheme is, is translating to the NFL. And I know these fast linebackers that are coming out of LSU. I'm, and they are balling. Like yeah. They got some guys in the league right now you look at and you're like, if I can get that, right. give me that, right. I'll take that. I don't think Jabril Cox is Devin White, but okay. he's a pretty good player. Well, way to bring us back to earth on that one. Because I was starting to say, let's go get Well, them. it doesn't sound like the, the league thinks so either. <laughs> yeah. Because they, yeah. second or third round. But I he, think he's, I mean, we don't have to get it. It's, this is not the Jabril Cox hour, but he was a All-American at North Dakota State. Won like three national titles, started from the get, and he was like, "Oh, I want to see like, can I can I do this at the next level?" Transferred to LSU and was the only good player uh, on I an want that guy. otherwise atrocious yeah. defense. I want that guy. That means he's still developing. I like all. Still I, I like better. everything about that story. Yeah, me too. He be, he was literally like, "I've done everything I can do at this level. Let's see how I handle the SEC." And LSU was terrible last year, but he played great. Mm-hmm. I like him. Yep. Yeah, I, I like that story too. All right, um, here's the next question I got for you guys: is is linebacker a position where Dallas needs, and I'm going to stress the word needs, to draft early or invest a quality veteran starter uh, from free agency? Let's start first with you, Amber. Uh, I. <laughs> That's a tough question, just because, I mean, and we've talked about it in previous weeks, just how many needs the Cowboys actually have, especially on defense. So if you find a guy that you really have 
a high evaluation on, I would say go for it. It's not going to hurt you. I know we just talked about those two veteran guys, Jalen and Layton and all that, but at the same time, I just go back to watching plays uh, from last year and it's just like, uh, that's a really important position on the field. Like, you need some help at linebacker. You, that's a spot where you you can see how much better the Cowboys could have been had they had productive plays from their linebacker uh, group. So, to me, I do see the position as a very high need. But then again... Depending on the talent and what positions, I wouldn't be opposed to, okay, whether it's a cornerback or a safety or a defensive lineman, I wouldn't get mad at it either if you got someone that's a lot more talented Mm -hmm. than a linebacker. But at the same time, I do see the position at a very high need right now. All right, Nick. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a definite definite need um, because of, of kind of what we said when we started the show. Do you have guys or do you have nothing? You know, that wide receiver, you know you've got players. You know that. You know what you've got at, at other positions, too. Linebacker's one where it, it could be good, but it could be nothing. So, uh, yeah, you, I think but you need to – this year, because of those question marks, I think you draft in the – what's early, second or third round? I'm getting one on the first two days. I think I have to have a linebacker by, you know, by Friday night. You know, for the first three rounds, and that's that's four picks, though, right? To, maybe we don't know yet. The yeah, more than likely, more than likely, it yeah. could be. And then you know, if we if you trade back or something like that in the first round, um, yeah, I, I just I just think you have to get a linebacker to to add some depth. I mean, let's not forget. I know it's down the list, but let's not forget that Joe Thomas and Justin March are also unrestricted free agents. They may not come back this year, so. You, if anything, you need that fourth linebacker for some depth purposes. So I'm drafting a guy relatively early that's ready to play. Dave, this conversation kind of makes me mad because, like, we've become we're like the we're like good cop, bad cop. We're the bad cops because, like, we know you know every year, and I understand it. Fans want the team to like spend in free agency. And we wind up like they're not going to do that. Stop wasting your breath. And I like I don't like saying that. I want like think about all the content we could create about <laughs> let's the five linebackers that could make the biggest splash for the cow. Like that would be great. We're not going to do that. I, I mean, why? Why? Why would we? Why should we? Because it's fun. They're not going to do it. Tampering. No, it's not free agents. Tampering if they're free agents. <laughs> free agents. When would we do it? Now. Not, oh. Actually, it might be tampering. Right are they, now. Are they like they roster? are technically we'll under contract. Right. We'll be all right. Oh, the, the point we'll being, be all right. <laughs> every year I feel like a jerk for poo-pooing on everybody's free agent dreams. Yeah, but that's you know what's the you know Levante David? I'd love to have him on this team. The Cowboys going to pay thirteen million dollars a year for him? No. KJ Wright? I would. Of course you would. He's a great player. KJ Wright. You could probably even get him for cheaper. You but can get him for cheaper. I think. You, yeah, but much cheaper. Is it? cheap enough and that's the point like the cowboys typically scrape the bottom of the barrel like is he not your gerald mccoy kind of guy where you could get him in that kind of deal maybe did you think jj watt was going to get 16 million a year yeah you did i actually did okay well because jj watt's still jj watt there's the brand and you pay for the brand at this point in a guy's career who's going to the hall of fame the point my point is yeah i mean maybe but kj all it takes is somebody with a little more money to be like hey kj we'll pay you eight million a year and all of a sudden the cowboys are out like that's how that goes and so it's hard for me to get excited about this because there are i mean Wright and and david are the big ones but there are some other guys that are available that could improve this team. I just mm-hmm. don't think the Cowboys will sign them. So yeah. I'm with y'all. I would. I think they need to draft one by Friday night. 
the um, draft. Of, yeah, I mean that's rounds. T- that's rounds one through three. One of those you're probably going to have four picks around the top 100. I think one of them should be. Yeah, I, I mean that that's not even a reach. I mean that. No. The, I think in your top four picks. I mean, you know, I I I don't think the Cowboys should trade up at all this year. I really don't. No. I mean, I if you can get nine, ten picks, pick them all because you you're going to need. You need to hit on these guys. You need uh, a sixth-round pick to, to to win on Anthony Brown, a guy like that. You need that player because Anthony Brown's still on your team. He's playing. He's, he got a second contract. I mean, you're not going to win on all of them. You could pick Rico Gathers. You know, you could something like that. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is, is though, don't be trading. You know, your ten picks to get six or seven. No, you need ten. Yeah, you need to hit on these, and that's why I love the idea of maybe trading back. You know, in fact, the matter is, if you look at the areas of the team and you put them in priority order of areas where you think they need help the most, there's no doubt in my mind that linebacker is in the top four. So you're right. By the end of Friday night, unless you went out in free agency and you got yourself a guy, then by the end of Friday night, you absolutely need to have a guy that you drafted who is at the linebacker. Well, position. you know, those three that three letter word that could change all of it and all of your your. You know, we're not ideas. talking about him well, today. I'm just saying, I'm just saying I mean, that not, changes everything. Oh, three letter. I thought you said three words, and I no. was like, Dak deal. Like what? <laughs> Dak deal Dak, done. What is it? Dak Dakota not rain done? or rain Dakota? I always get that confused. Rain Dakota. Rain Dakota Prescott. So that's your three words. Yeah, but that's where it all starts and ends. I think for the Cowboys, yeah, as I mean, far as you want to start talking about the roster. Yeah, you're not. Is this is this the, uh, is this going to be our last show without him signed? God, I hope so. Possible. You know something I don't? No, but I'm, the deadline's coming up March March. Well, but that's not really the deadline. That's just the yeah. that's the tag that the, the real deadline is obviously uh, what is it, July when they can when they have to stop. Yeah. You know, negotiating you can't negotiate anymore. God, I like, disagree. So I, I disagree. I you ain't gonna get you ain't gonna get almost cuss. You ain't gonna get anything done <laughs> if you don't if you if he's sitting on your tag at thirty you can't even do that right now. Like right now they couldn't do the tag. They're gonna have to move her uh, maneuver some things around. No. But I, I have no – I'll put it to you like this. If you want to give me a – if you start talking about percentage chance, I think there's – personally, just again, what I believe, I think there's probably a 20% chance they get a deal done before they have to tag him. I also think on the flip side of that, there's an 80 85% chance they get a deal done before they get to that deadline in, in, in the summer. So <sighs> – to me, I just again, I I don't have much faith that in a week, no, that this is going to get done. I just don't. I don't. Have and I know these things they they can move quickly. Once oh, yeah. you get going, you can move quickly on yes. them. I just don't have faith in that. If that happens, then I don't see Jalen Smith on the team. I don't. I know. Wow. I know. Okay, you, we're back to linebacker. Well, I, yeah, <laughs> that's a hell circle. of a way to bring it back. <laughs> it is. Wait, it is. if Dak gets tagged, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I because see your you logic have to there. June first, these guys. You're gonna have two guys. You have to put as June first, June first cuts. Get them off the roster now, and then you know, by you know June first, that's when it, that's when it'll hit the cap. So I mean, I, I him and who else? Who's another June first mm. possibility? Don't say seventy seven. No, it's a possibility. No, it's possible. No, it's not possible. It is possible because you ain't got no options. Like, what are you gonna do if you say we're gonna, we're gonna say bye bye to him? Like, what are you gonna do? Northwestern. Tackle? Look, they, they don't, don't even have a backup tackle right now, let alone another starter. We saw how that went last year. How dare that you? is not an option. That's why I just I that's why I'm just I can't understand why they're not gonna try to get this done. Both sides. Because if I'm Dak, I'm like, man, I wanna have some players this year. I wanna try to help. 
I mean, this this year could be almost a wash if they have to play on thirty eight million. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure so, they'll well, be, compete. Good. But. Sorry to go back to what you mentioned about the cut, like on Jalen. Jalen. What happens with that money? Like, it, does it get distributed? As far as like, you don't get that hit full, full when you, hit yeah. right there. When you yep. June first, the guy, you just spread the money that it you're losing. Out. It spreads out over two years. So yeah. if if you cut him, I just had it pulled up. If you cut him now. If you cut him, if you cut him today, just and it's just straight out cut. It's yeah. like twenty four million or something crazy like that. Um, it's a nine million. No, I'm sorry. I got I got Zeke and Jalen confused. I'm. I'm writing a big one. I'm writing about <laughs> oh yes, I'm writing about Zeke right now. So that's a huge hit. Um, yeah. If you June first, Jalen, uh, he would only hit your cap for three million this year and seven next year, and you would which save. is very okay. doable. Yeah. Oh, like, that's super, very doable. Oh, yeah. If you want to, it's it's not hard to do it if you want to do it. It's yeah. just a matter of again, how confident are they that he can but, but be so, something? But for just him. think about that. Like I don't know that I can't come up with another name off the top of my head of a guy that I would say is another guy like Jalen where. It doesn't completely debilitate you to cut them, but you can cut them for enough that helps you be able to get Dak on the tag. Yeah. Right? Right. There's not, but then, the, Which, then that changes your, you know, when we said got to get a guy in the first two, you know, two nights of the draft, first three rounds, um, that changes things if you cut him. You know, now you're now you're sitting here with Leighton Vanderish, who was banged up last year, and then well, you're also begging Sean. Hey, man, just in case, can you just hang out for a minute? Oh, don't you leave don't town. Have to you don't him. have to beg. You don't have to beg. I'm <laughs> just saying, like, you got to convince him. Like, I don't, don't leave he... town. Just hang out for a minute. Like, we may need him. you. We may need you. He's probably on the West Coast because I know he goes there yeah. in the off season, yeah. and he's just give me a call. I'll yeah, just, be back. Oh, okay, I'll meet you in Oxnard. Yeah, good. Oh, perfect. Absolutely perfect. I just want to have him on the line in case I need. But the other, I mean, we've seen this too is if they have to they can restructure so many of these deals that is true. and that is true i know not everybody loves that but that's that's the world you're living in right now until they figure something out all so. right we're going to take our final break when we come back we got a couple more questions on linebacker we're going to try to get to a phone call because chris tells us that we can make a phone call now i'm going to see if i can remember this phone number i think it is 1-888-855-2297 is that correct chris he's not listening all right, 888-855-2297. We will try to get at least one call from someone who has been sitting on the line since last year this time, and hopefully we can answer the question. The questions may be the same because there were a lot of the same questions that we're still dealing with right now. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? 
Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. To the break. You can tour AT&T Stadium, tour AT&T Stadium, the home of the Dallas Cowboys. You can run on the field, see the locker rooms, so much more. Tours are available daily. For details, visit attstadium.com slash tours. Welcome back. Final segment of the show. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the start. We're presented by Geico, and we're talking about linebackers. We do have a phone caller on the on the line. We're going to get to him in just a second. I did have a couple questions real quick that I wanted to hit about linebacker, um, and we don't have to go too far in depth, but first question is, if you could only re-sign one of these guys, who would you re-sign, Joe Thomas or Justin March? Dave, let's start with you. Uh, Joe Thomas, I, I like Justin March a lot, um, but Joe... Joe has started and can start and does a decent job when he's asked to do so, and he's also just as valuable to the special teams. He's also you know, very valuable special teams. Yeah. He's I don't know how old he is, but he's he's not. I mean, he's he's probably closer to the end of his career than the beginning, so I assume he wouldn't be that expensive. So right. Amber, I agree, and simply because of. He has implanted more in my memory than Justin. Yeah. So Joe Thomas, I mean, he's a guy that I can easily remember more, that he's done more for the team. So, yeah, like they've said, if it's some, a, a good deal, affordable, why not? Same. I mean, yeah. he, he, he he can play, and, and, and he can start. And with this with those guys in the front, you have to have that. Mm-hmm. That fourth linebacker has to have starting experience. So, and Plus, he, he is a big-time hitter. He really does. I mean, he he brings the the wood on. So I I I'd like having him out there. And so, no, I, Thomas all the way. Yeah, I think that's the key. Is to me, he's a starter. He's a mm-hmm. starter that you get as a backup. So I think from that standpoint, I would I would love for them to resign him. Final question. Um, what have you seen or heard regarding the development of the two younger linebackers that we've talked a little bit on the show? They didn't play a ton last year, but they did play some. You got Luke Gifford and you got Francis Bernard. Nick, let's start with you. Um, you know, I think I think Bernard's uh, issue is going to be speed. You know, I just don't think he's got that that the speed. But you know, he he makes some plays. He, he made some. Uh, he's a guy I'd love to see in the preseason. I would love you know preseason games for for him. I think he he will be a guy that kind of he might just be a gamer. Uh, didn't do a whole lot in the in the in the games where he played some on special teams, but I think he's a guy that could really develop in the preseason and then. I'll let them talk about Gifford if they know stuff. But, I, I mean, I'll just take him. I, I think Bernard's a guy that we, we saw some good things. I'd like to see him yeah. play more. Amber? Um, well, Luke Gifford, he's a guy that two years ago, I, I know a lot of people talked about I him. That was your pet cat. Yeah, <laughs> I loved him. He has a perfect linebacker mold mm-hmm. that fits Sean Lee and Layton and Jalen type of body. So he just looked right in the group. 
As far as that, you know, the injuries, I forgot what kind of injuries he had. It was like leg issues or something. Suspension, too. So, yeah, he had a suspension. Yeah, so that affected him, and it's just unfortunate. Even last year, um, I think he was injured during training camp a bit. Was he? Was he not? Because I remember he wasn't on the field that much. I forgot for whatever reason. But the point is, we haven't seen much from him, and it's unfortunate. And, and then with Bernard, he's a guy that last year – caught a lot of people's attention as well he's not necessarily he doesn't necessarily have that mold of the linebacker and the body and the height and the you know bulky body but he's a guy that although his size he was still making plays on the field and he I mean it wasn't because of his hair that you were noticing him on the field he was out there doing stuff so I was excited about him as well but then again once the season got started we didn't really get a chance to see much of them and then whenever we did it wasn't necessarily anything impressive so I think it's more of like Nick said preseason hopefully we get to see some of that and then just them allowing giving them more opportunities which that's the only way we're really going to get to see how they perform on the field. I just don't think they've had enough chances for us to really get a good evaluation on our end. I'm sure they do have better evaluation, but from us watching from the outside, it's just kind of hard to tell right now. Francis Bernard actually played in 13 games last year. I didn't. I'm I, I mostly would, special teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah but mm-hmm. I would. I still. Pro- I would have guessed like eight, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just you know it's it's like a pipeline. I look at it as. Uh, you know, we just talked about March and Thomas. You probably bring one of those guys back, and you probably don't bring the other one. And it doesn't like it doesn't really matter to me that much at the end of the day which I prefer Joe Thomas. But if they prefer Justin, that's fine. But you're not going to re-sign every bit player to a second contract, and that's what Fran- like that's what Gifford and Francis Bernard are here for. They're going to step in and be your special teams gadget guy who could maybe step in and is maybe a developmental player if they go on to you know. If they catch somebody's eye and the coaches, you know, Dan Quinn's like, holy crap, like we got something here. That's awesome. And that happens sometimes, but you can't count on it. And that, so, you know, I'm not going to let either of these guys stop me from drafting a linebacker highly because that's, you know, that's where you find those guys and bring these guys to training camp. They'll have a role on special teams. They can round out your depth chart. And if you get anything more from them, that's great. But, you know, I don't put super high expectations on guys like that. All right. For the first time in a year, we're about to go to the phone lines. We got a phone call from a fan uh, who has a question for the crew. Steve from Virginia. Steve, what up? Wow, I'm the first caller. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Glad to have you back. <laughs> yeah, good man. to hear from you. Glad to have you back. Let's make it a good one. <laughs> right. A lot of pressure. <laughs> exactly. I, I feel special. I watch your all's or listen to your show. I actually watch it and listen to your show every day. Thank you. Um, my question is, I don't understand why there's no talk about transition tagging with Dak. So you can find out. Everybody argues about what Dak's worth, this and that, whatever. Put him out there and say, guess what? Go find out what you're worth. You still have a right for first refusal. And if somebody takes him you don't want to pay, you get two number ones. I don't, I don't understand. What am I missing? Well, you know, you, you're right. Technically, you are, you are right. We had a mailbag question about something similar on this, too, um, about let, you know, letting him go and see. But it's they want to sign him. And I think he wants to sign here too, so it's it's you know it's it's just like any relationship. I mean, what if you said, "Hey, go out and see if you can fit, get somebody better. If you can get someone better, then let's see. Let, let me weigh let me weigh my options." What if that was a real relationship? 
that's not going to go well, obviously. Not that I'm the one to give it advice, but I'm just saying I think that that's not going to that's not going to hurt that's going to hurt too many feelings on both sides if you start doing that. If he's the guy that you say he is, then go sign him. Don't do a transition tag to see if you can get a better deal. Well, I'm, I'm this is quibbling a little bit. It's it's you're actually talking about the non-exclusive franchise tag because the transition tag okay. the transition tag doesn't offer you compensation if you lose the player. Yeah, non- but there's there's okay. two there's two franchise tags, exclusive and non-exclusive. So the non-exclusive would allow Dak to talk to whoever he wants. Somebody can make him an offer. You're right. Cowboys have the right of first refusal. If they if they don't feel like matching, they get two first round picks. And I I can see the logic, honestly. Like I get why people feel that way. I guess my point is if you do that, you're losing Dak, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, because there's somebody with more money who needs a quarterback. I mean that's 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 gonna happen, in my opinion. Maybe I'm yep. wrong, but I think you lose him that way. And yes, two first round picks is that's nice, but is it enough to offset losing a franchise quarterback? Like, the is that enough? And some people think so. I think not. I think the Cowboys probably think not. Because what are those picks? Like, who, who is uh, like who's who's offering Dak? I mean, if it's the San Francisco 49ers, so you're going to get pick twelve, and then their pick next. Is that good enough? Is mm-hmm. I mean, but if he's but if he's franchised, you're not not going to get anything. Everybody agrees that if they franchise him. He's walking next year. You can't pay him. A hundred percent. up with nothing. And I mean, well, and the other complaint I got is is every time the players do this, the players scream, "It's a business! It's a business! I got to take care of my family! It's a business!" Well, if it's a business for one side, it's a business for the other side too. Huh. Absolutely. And, and you can't worry about hurting feelings. You got you got to run yeah. this business, and I think that's what's hurt the Cowboys. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm fifty four years old. Been a Cowboys fan my whole life, and and it's just like wow, the decisions they make sometimes. And I, I know that that you know everybody. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to pick on him, the guy too bad. But all my brothers know there's a guy named Crawford out there, and he's got he's got naked pictures of somebody. I don't know how in the world he's been on the field this long. Oh, Tyrone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, here's here's the other thing I think I you got to remember. We, second, we appreciate okay, the call. We appreciate it. the call. But here's here's the other thing I think we got to remember here, and I I want to say this is the situation that happened with Steve Hutchinson, uh, where he was with I want to say Seattle, mm-hmm. and then went. And he was a non-exclusive that went to visit Minnesota. And Minnesota basically put a contract out there. And I, I want to say the term they used was poison, poison pill. pill. But essentially what happens is the team says, okay, the money could be comparable. It could be something that the other team says, yeah, we'll match that. Here's the problem. The contract could say something like you have to play three games, uh, a total of at least three games in, in, the, uh, in the state of Minnesota yeah. every year. Right. There's no way Seattle can agree to that. Yeah. Minnesota can agree to that. And so what what happens is essentially I think you have to the evaluation you got to make here as to whether you do an exclusive versus a non-exclusive free agent uh, uh tender is essentially do you want the player? Right. Cuz if you want the player, you better not do non-exclusive because what happens if let's let's play this out. What happens if Washington says to him, "Hey man, we we'd like to have you and and we'll pay you a little bit more, maybe it's a dollar more." But we're also going to put a poison pill in there that the Cowboys can't match. And if Dak want if, if Dak wants to stick it to the Cowboys, which could be the case, I'm not saying he does. But if if he looks at it like, hey, I take the same money to go play somewhere else because I just feel like this negotiation isn't going anywhere, then you leave it up to everybody else to make the decision whether you're going to get that player, the player, the other team. Like they can do things that basically say you cannot match this. There's no way for you to match this, and essentially the player's gone. So if you don't want to lose the player, 
You got to do exclusive. I thought opinion. they got rid of poison pills. Did they? They might have. I mean, I, but how do? But but how do you how do you ensure that? Because yeah, there are, there are mean, certain things that like there are ways to do it. Right. Tough, that one. Yeah, that that one was just blatant. a blatant one. Yeah. But there are other things you can do that makes it very tough for a yeah. team to there's, be able to match. There's other like I mean, with all due respect, like I don't necessarily care about that. The thing for me is. Um, and and I, I think I think he makes a really interesting point. Like I I don't know I don't know if the Cowboys are always as ruthless as they need to be because the star and the image of it. I mean it's it's different here. You know. Well, I mean you know you're playing on. You, you don't think the Cowboys front office is as ruthless as it needs to be? Not always. Not always. <laughs> Def, I mean like Travis Frederick. It's. Well, uh, what, okay. I'm, I'm just saying. No, no. I'm saying they could go get his money if they wanted to. Oh, that's they're not. Doing oh, that. I don't even. Yeah, and I'm not thinking about the money. I thought you were talking about just from the standpoint of players keep them or don't keep them. Well, I think. Right? I think having. Um, obviously, you need great players to win, but like having stars, like it matters. Michael Irvin is Michael Irvin, and Emmitt Smith, like that matters to this organization. And I, I there's value in that for whatever it's worth, but. Maybe they should have played hardball with Zeke. Maybe they should have said, "You're a running back. Be here, or you don't get your money. We're not paying you two years ahead of time." Like, but and having said that, and people have said that since, and maybe it's fair. Maybe they could have said, "You sit out all year if you want to, but we're not paying you two years ahead of time to be a running back." Sorry, I don't know if quarterback is the spot to play that game. I don't know if the most important position in the game for a guy that's done everything right yeah. is the right spot. Not only because you need Dak to win, but also the message that it sends to the rest of your locker room. And that's a big one, I think. And yeah. then on top of if, and th- we're purely in the realm of fantasy here, but if you want to play hardball and deal Dak, put the exclusive tag on him, and then you decide the price. Screw two first-round picks. You say, you're under the exclusive tag, if you want to go somewhere else, we will find us a deal. Find us a deal, and we'll we'll get it done. But right. we're determining the price, not the league rules, and we're determining where you go. So don't bring us Washington. <laughs> yeah. We're not doing Washington, right. right? So yeah, you're right. You could still get the benefits of having an unexclusive while you have our exclusive. Right. right. There are ways, and and like I said, yeah, the Cowboys should probably be a little bit better at playing hardball because I mean, with the last few of these deals, it's been a lot of talk, and then the player gets what he wants. I mean, yeah. Zeke did, Demarcus did. All right. The, uh, so, but my point being is, I don't, I don't know that Dak is the guy to play that game with. We should be ending the show, but we got a call from Philip in France, so I think I, we kind of got to take this. I call. don't have anywhere to be. Let's All right, go. Philip, let's go. What you got? Hi, it's good to talk to you again. You know, uh, I got a, just a simple thing to say. Uh, since we, uh, you're talking about uh, linebackers. I do believe that uh, the linebacker plays would have been better uh, last season if we had something uh, stronger and bigger uh, in the middle of the D-line. Uh, I'd like to know what are your thoughts about it. Thanks for taking my call. Take care and be safe. Bye-bye. Absolutely. That's a good call. It's a good question. Do Are we, are we, are we <laughs> undervaluing the play of the linebackers because maybe they didn't have that consistent big body in the middle of the defense to keep people off of them? Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've said it for years. I mean, some of the best linebackers of all time have had those big guys up front, um, and, and it's going to be interesting to see with this new defense that the you know we keep hearing about, or not new. They're going to go back to a scheme that we've seen here before. But I wonder what that means for the defensive tackles, mm-hmm. you know? Because I believe when Seattle had a, Brandon Mebane, I think he played with Dan. I mean, he's a big dude. Yeah. So so I think that they will have some some beef up there. I think it's a good point. I'd like to see a little bit more guys. 
that are focused on stopping the run and not these big body guys that can get up the field. That's nice, Gallimore, Tristan Hill, and all that. I do want a guy that's interested in just staying right here. Mm-hmm. I'm just and I'm not, not letting getting, anybody. I'm else. not getting pushed yeah. back. I'm not really mushing a lot forward. We're just going to hold hold the middle right here. That's the guy I want. So I think I think it would it affect the linebackers for sure. Yeah, I, th- I think it would help. I don't know if it would fix everything, but for sure it would help. Um, yep. You know, they did sign Dontari Poe. Didn't work out, but maybe that means they're more willing to consider those types of things. Um, I still don't think they would draft like a pure nose tackle super high. But, but yeah. you can get those kind of guys later too, sure. right? Yeah. You know, the big body guy that's just going to be a two-down player anyway. I'll be interested right? to see what they do with that because like, I, I think there's a non-zero chance Gerald McCoy winds up back here. I mean... I would like that. Yeah, fifty percent um, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a chance. And then you know, Antoine Woods is easy to keep if you want to keep him. And then you got the two young draft picks, Hill and Gallimore. Mm-hmm. I'll, I mean, yeah, I'll be, I would, I'll be interested to see what they do with that. I hope that they try to add some beef for sure. Gallimore's not a little dude either, and no. I wonder how much an off season of him working out with these trainers, if if that gets him to a point where he develops into that kind of body where you could put him in those situations a little bit more. I don't know. That's not really been what he was brought here to be. Yeah. He's more of a three-technique guy. But I do wonder if if you kind of bulk him up a little bit, could he do that? Yeah, but I don't know if you want to do that because, you know, I remember Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma said he's, he's the quickest defensive lineman they've, they've seen. He's not supposed to be moving that quick. And we saw him kind of dart into the backfield several times. I, I like that quick. I mean, he's big enough. But then you got two guys doing that. Like, that's what Tristan is, right? But that's okay because they, they, those guys guys can rotate absolutely i guess my only point though is if he's if he's that quick and athletic can you and these trainers would know can you bulk him up without losing that how much can you bulk him up without losing that And if you can get a guy that's bigger and only loses a little bit of the athleticism but he still has a little bit of that but he can also hold up at the point now you might have yourself a really great asset that you can go at one technique or three technique, right? Maybe. I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know all that. I just think I wouldn't want to change what he what he is. He got a lot of uh, pressures last year based off his snaps. I mean, he yeah. didn't he didn't get a lot of snaps, and his snaps or pressures to snaps ratio, if that's even a thing, was is about as good as as anybody in the league, for, especially for rookies. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right, appreciate you guys joining us. We are back next Wednesday, normal time, 11.30 to next week. We're going to talk a little about free agency. Free agency will be starting the week after that. So we're going to walk through a lot of different questions around free agents, not only the Cowboys free agents, but also free agents around the league. And each of these guys are going to tell you a few of the guys that maybe they are looking at that they would like the Cowboys to consider, even though Dave says that we know they're not going to do it. But we'll at least have some fun with it. Sure. We'll see if there are some free agents. And also next week, we'll have some more phone calls. It was nice to hear that from some good. of the fans. We'll keep that going. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia. I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!